Welcome back to another episode of My Mortgage Guy. My name is Jesse Earl. I'm here with My Mortgage Guy, Nick Kasha. Hi, Jesse. Hey, Nick. How are you? I'm great. That's cool, man. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, so, are you really great, though? I mean, how are the rates? No, not great. <laughs> Life is great. Yeah. Rates are not great. Business is slow. Uh, yeah, we're in, um, this is October 20th, 2022, for those in the time capsule. Mm-hmm. Uh, interest rates have now hit the highest they've been since 2008, I believe. Uh, actually, 2001, maybe? I don't know, one of those two years. Did we pass 2008? At least a long time. And uh, yeah. they're still climbing. Every day seems to get higher and higher. I mean, the the 10-year yield is up uh, oh, 4.25. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a couple episodes ago we said when you closed your loan, it was 1.5. So we're almost triple where we were just like 10 months ago. That's cool. Um, yeah, so with that high, those higher rates, becomes a lot less business for us mortgage people. Um, numbers came out this week. Uh, we are down 38%. We're mm-hmm. uh, 38% less in purchase mortgage applications than we were a year ago for purchases. Wow. There's still people that want to buy, which is always good because, you know, people need shelter, but it's definitely less than we were. But the real big hit is refinances. We're down 86% from where we were a year ago, which right. is crazy. So, I mean, with the rates where they are, why would anybody refinance right now anyway? So how is there even a number for people refinancing? That's a good question. So, yeah, we're down 86%. I mean, there's always a need for refinancing, um, but... When the rates jump up like they have, obviously that need goes away from most most people in the market. Right. Um, it kind of this kind of coincides with what I want to talk about today. It was about refinancing because I don't think we've done a full episode on it yet. But uh, refis are, if if anybody doesn't really know, is when you own a house already, a refinance is really you're just applying for a new mortgage. You're gonna have mm-hmm. you're re, you're redoing your current mortgage for some reason. Um, for the past two years, while COVID was going on. Rates dropped down to the threes and twos, and people were paying again. So, some people in the ones. Yep. Uh, you're refinancing at that point for what's called a rate and term refinance. Yeah. Rate and term means either you're getting a lower rate, obviously, yep. or you're changing the term. Both reasons to refi at that point is to get a lower, uh, pay less for a monthly payment or pay less in interest over the time. Right. So if you have a 30 year loan, you have 29 years left. Mm-hmm. And the rates go down super low and you want to do a 15-year, you'll knock off half the interest. There's probably more than that. I can't do math off the top of my head. But you're going to knock off a ton of interest because you switch to a 15-year loan. Right. Um, during COVID, when we were doing refis for people like that, you pretty much could knock down your loan from 30-year to a 15. Um, you know, if you bought a couple of years earlier, pay the same amount of money and knock off, you know, 80% of the interest you have to pay back to the bank. Oh, wow. Like that. So it was, I mean, that's a real reason people refi. That's the most common reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always other reasons people have to refinance. Sometimes now we're in a situation where people have to refi. That's why there's still a market for it. What do you mean they have to refi? So everybody's situations are different in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other type of refinance term is called a cash out refinance. Right. Cash out, obviously, like the name says, you're taking cash out of the equity in your house. So if you own your, if you owe two hundred thousand dollars on your house and it's mm-hmm. worth four hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and you need a hundred thousand dollars for something in your life, you can 
basically redo your mortgage through a refinance, through a cash out refinance, take $100,000 out, more in certain circumstances. We give you $100,000 in cash to the closing table, and now you start a new loan at for $300,000, and the clock starts all over again. Right. Um, the reason why somebody would do that is, I mean, there's plenty of reasons. A, you could be doing a debt consolidation loan. Mm. So uh, if you're like me and you're living on credit cards because the world is going crazy and there's inflation and, you know, you're getting a little bit into credit card debt, I mean, obviously this would be kind of a last resort. But if you're really getting high and your credit card debt rates are 19% and you have $40,000 in credit cards or something like that, you're going to pay minimum payment. You're never going to pay those off, like, if you just keep, Paying the minimum payments. Yeah. But if you have enough equity, you can roll that into a cash out refinance, pay it off in full, and then you're you're paying back your house instead of paying back uh, the credit card companies because that revolving debt just keeps going going. It's technically a lower rate, too. Yeah, it is. Even even at 7% or 7.25, wherever we're at uh, at this point. I mean, it might be even higher. But... You know, there's a need for. It. I mean, I wouldn't. I would never suggest that to somebody unless I really thought that was the final, like, mm-hmm. really the last lever they could pull. But you never know people's situations either. Like, mm-hmm. you could come to me and say, "I got you know eighty thousand dollars in student loan debt." I don't care what the rate is. I just don't want to have the student loan debt anymore. My house is, you know, my house is X amount of equity. I can get rid of the student loan debt. Let's try to do this instead. And it might make financial sense. You know, we would do a full like spreadsheet for you and really see if if there's a, a net tangible benefit for you to do a refi. Yeah. Um, last last resort would be declaring bankruptcy, like Michael Scott. Yes, you just you <laughs> run into my office and you I declare <laughs> bankruptcy. Yeah. That's yeah. You don't want to do that, especially if you have a house. That's the thing too. Your house is kind of a tool, it's an asset for you. Uh, at this day and age, if you bought in the last couple of years, especially before COVID, before twenty twenty. You probably have a good amount of equity in your house, so you can use that if need be for refinance to pull to pull money out of it. Some people, like my wife and I, we did um, a home equity loan in the past. Mm-hmm. We used the money to do a renovation on our house. Then we did a cash out refinance because we had two separate loans. We had a loan that was at six and a half percent, and our other loan was at four. We, this was during COVID. We did a cash out refinance at three point two five percent. We rolled them both in together, and we actually save money every month. And we don't have a second mortgage still looming over our heads that we have to pay off. So that's also a reason why people would do it. And then there's always people who are like investors. Like if you have, if you got a hard money loan, or you own a house outright, you paid cash for it, but you want to get cash back so you can go buy another investment property, you can do a cash out refinance, pull the cash out, and um, and go reinvest that money or do whatever you need to do with it. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So there's there's reasons why to refinance. Yeah. Um, obviously, in this type of market, we're down 86%. It's not happening that often. But it is doable. And what you want to do with people, and I've been talking to a lot of people who are buying now, their plan is to refinance in the future. Because right. rates... We're, we're going to... I mean, that's going to happen eventually. We're, we're going to eventually go down. So, yeah, we, yeah. Supposedly. We, we hope so, yeah. Supposedly. That's how the kind of... Mar- it's it's a cycle. We haven't... This part of the cycle is, is tough. It's painful. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen it in a while. But the next part of the cycle could see us drop back down. Even if we get down to the fours, if you're buying now and your rate's 7.5%, you're going to refinance at four. Mm-hmm. 
if you bought in 2020 or 2021, your rates three, probably not going to refinance unless you really need to, or you need, or you want to pull cash out or something like that. But mm-hmm. it's a it's a viable option for people when you own a house. If your credit's decent, you have the equity, you need the money for something that makes sense. Like if you need to do a re- renovation to your house, you want to buy, yeah, uh, you, you know, you want to pay off a lot of debt, consolidate debt. It's a it's an option you have as a buyer. So. If, I mean, as a, as a borrower. I so. mean, the people that probably bought a house in the last, we'll just say, five months, I mean, they're just waiting for the rate. They're still probably watching the rates, waiting for them to go down so they can refi. Uh, yeah. At what point do you think would be would make sense for them? So, like, say, like, say just hypothetically, or actually it is, I don't know, it, the rate is eight today. Yep. And they bought a house for a seven. Are they waiting for it to get to six before they do it? Or are they just like, if it starts going down, would you advise them to wait a little longer to see if it... I would at this point. I would it, so it was different. It's always different depending on where you are in the market. Uh, during twenty twenty one, I would say if you had a four percent rate, it went down to three point uh, three point two five, saving that you know three quarters of a percentage point is worth the refi. Yeah, because you're getting it much lower. But if you're if we're on the way down and it looks like it's a it's a trend that we're moving lower, I would advise somebody to hold off on the refi. If you're at eight, yeah. and you can hold off, you know, not for like two years, but if you can hold off for a few months to get a little bit more bang for your buck, because it costs yeah. money to refinance. Like you have to pay closing costs again, Yeah, may, uh, you know, re, replenish your escrow account. If you're buying points, you got to pay for points. You can roll this all into your refinance in most cases, but yeah. What's the average cost for a refi? Yeah. It's cheaper than buying because there's not another party on the other end, but you still have closing costs, which are, pro- you know, it's probably like two percent of the total loan amount, mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Is but your your closing costs are cheaper. Uh, you know, on three hundred thousand dollar loan, you're probably looking at with escrows and everything else, probably six thousand dollars for total closing costs. Mm-hmm. And you don't you might have to pay that out of pocket if you don't have enough equity. But for the most part, you could probably roll that in and not pay anything, not take any dollars out of, out of your pocket to to complete the process, depending on what your equity and your value of your house is. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the back to the perfect time to do it, the right time, what you're waiting for is what you can sustain and what the savings are. You might, you know, if, if the rates go from seven to five and a half, but you still think they're going to go down, yeah. it might be worth it to do it at that point because maybe you'll save for six or eight months at, while the rates are in the fives until they get to the fours again. You're going to save enough money that it's worthwhile, like that, that savings is worthwhile. But if it's just like, you know, a half a point, Probably not. It doesn't make really much sense for you to, to save mm-hmm. that little amount. But, again, depends on each person and, and what, what you're in it for and why you're doing the refi. So, sure. yeah. All hope right. that makes sense. I mean, it's a little went off on a little tangent there, but. Usually you do. Thanks. <laughs> uh, all right. Is there anything else we should be looking out for? With uh... No, I think that's kind of, I mean, this this episode is really for the future. If, if anybody, whenever people are listening to it, really, uh just watch the market. Watch that ten-year Treasury note. When you see that move, it's moving up and up and up. It's been going up every day since August third, um, and that's due large in part to the Fed. Uh, the world's in turmoil right now. I mean, there's world wars. There's China and um, Europe are going through their own things with their financial situations. So mm-hmm. things are crazy, and everything's interconnected. Hopefully, things calm down. I mean, nothing ever calms down to nothing, but it'll. If things kind of even out and get even killed for a little bit, you'll see that 10-year treasury drop. And when that happens, yeah. that's when mortgage rates are going to drop. Follow it. Right. Um, so, yeah, just pay attention. And uh, you know, if you own your house and you have a rate in the threes, just you know, 
Enjoy be, yourself. Be very happy because <laughs> that's not where the world is right now. Yeah. But Hopefully yeah. Uh, soon enough everybody will be dropping down. I remember when I first got in the mortgage business 2012, 13, that's when they were really at a, like all-time well coming down from 08. Yep. Um, and it was crazy busy. Like it was nonstop refis every day. Yeah. And, what, and honestly, what I think because we, we had talked at that time. That's when I first started in the business and we were talking. I think within like – a year of that when the huge refi boom happened yep it, I, I i believe that's the last time the inventory increased in the market and and rates started to increase mm-hmm. and it was like somebody pulled the e-brake on the uh on the refinance boom mm-hmm. and it just completely stopped then too yeah refi stuff refis go up and down and they really depend on the rates the purchase stuff happened you know people are always going to need to buy houses so that's that's right. you're always going to need a mortgage in some way shape or form yeah that's it, man. All right. Well, thanks, Nick. Thank uh, you, Jesse. It was another other episode of My Mortgage Guy. Um, we have Nick's information in the description. Uh, what's your new email again? Just so we have that again. Nicholas.Kasha at ccm.com. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, yes, yeah, so we'll put the rest of that info in there. Uh, I guess that's it. I guess we'll see you uh, next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.